0: You're listening to the Discovery COVID-19 podcast. Our expert guests help you to understand coronavirus disease 2019 and how you can manage your health, well-being, and financial security during this time. My name is Dr. Ryan Fuller. I'm an old age psychiatrist, and I've been asked to speak about people with dementia during the COVID-19 epidemic and lockdown. It's important we are clear about what we mean by the term Dementia. Dementia refers to a complex, chronic brain condition that typically occurs in people from the age of 60, where their daily functioning is significantly affected by short-term memory and other problems such as repetitiveness, word-finding and direction-finding problems. People with dementia struggle to learn new information and may also have speech fluency problems, difficulty performing routines, problems with motivation, planning and decision-making. Decline in functioning is unfortunately progressive over several years and causes profound personal and family distress. As the disease progresses, patients go through recognisable stages, mild cognitive impairment or MCI, when there is minimal impairment and they can live independently, and then mild, moderate and unfortunately severe stages. The moderate stage typically means a person is unsafe to drive a vehicle and needs assistance from family or a caregiver to, for example, remember to take their medication, eat regular meals, and attend to personal hygiene. Because of the toll on the family system and the financial cost of caregiving, most patients with dementia in this moderate stage are in assisted or mid-care environments. Where families cannot afford this, constant 24-hour family or domestic worker supervision is usually required. The severe stage needs frail or palliative end-of-life placement for most cases, Because patients lose the ability to maintain their posture and become chair or bed bound when feeding, also for personal hygiene and managing incontinence with pressure ulcers, chest and urinary tract infections, all of this becomes extremely challenging. Although people with dementia have a shortened lifespan, when most unfortunately will pass away within eight years of diagnosis, it's not uncommon to live far longer with good care and to have a degree of quality of life. It's important to note that we refer to a dementia syndrome which means basically there are many conditions that present with a dementia picture. In older people, potentially irreversible causes of dementia include major depression, stressful life events such as moving property, financial crises, grief and medical conditions such as thyroid problems, anemia, side effects of medication, chronic pain and really some types of strokes and other neurological conditions. We therefore need to rule out these potentially reversible conditions. The comprehensive assessment that includes a thorough medical history, physical examination, typically by a physician, geriatrician, or neurologist, and then cognitive or brain function testing during an interview, relevant investigations that may include a brain scan and other blood tests, and detailed collateral information on the family before we can make a provisional diagnosis. By far, the commonest type of dementia is Alzheimer's disease, which causes approximately 70 to 80% of cases. Vascular dementia, frontotemporal dementia, Parkinson's disease-related dementia, Lewy body dementia, and other progressive neurological disorders make up the majority of the, the other cases in South Africa. There are many types of causes. Unfortunately, we don't really understand exactly what causes dementia. Which means we currently don't have any disease modifying treatment. In this regard, people with dementia have a disease that is managed by controlling symptoms as much as possible, similar to managing chronic lifestyle diseases such as diabetes or hypertension, where there is also no definitive cure. In this way, we attempt to slow down cognitive and physical deterioration, treat any associated mental health symptoms such as depression and anxiety and other distressing behavioural disturbances that can occur in up to 50% of people with dementia during the course of the disease. Because people living with dementia in the moderate and severe phases need constant help for activities of daily living, there's unfortunately significant care burden on family and other carers. This often leads to caregiver burnout where the carer is at risk for major depression themselves. For this reason, we also try and support caregivers through a multidisciplinary team it includes a social worker, clinical psychologist, occupational therapist, biokineticist and a dietitian. Managing dementia is therefore also about managing the patient's family system. Pre and post diagnostic counseling is very important for decision making through care planning that aims to improve the patient and family's quality of life as much as possible. How many South Africans have dementia There are not many studies that have looked at the prevalence of dementia in South Africa. This is probably because of the need to focus on HIV-AIDS, child and maternal health, other infectious and lifestyle diseases common to developing countries. There's also lack of awareness, stigma and ageism or discrimination against someone solely on the basis of their age. The global prevalence of dementia varies between two to 8% of people 60 years and older. The recent World Alzheimer's report estimated that there were 4.4 million people over the age of 60 years living in South Africa, with approximately 187,000 people living with dementia. People who live with dementia may have limited access to information about COVID-19, as well as limited understanding of preventative habits to keep them safe. This is because of the degree of multi that older people often have. This means people with dementia have problems with communication because of hearing and visual impairments and physical frailty. Dementia often causes dysphasia or problems expressing speech and/or understanding speech. A major problem is that a person with dementia struggles to advocate or speak up for themselves, and may not simply remember day-to-day information. Frequently, their sense of context, knowing the time and place, is impaired. This is seen as confusional states. And may cause other disorientation. Most people with dementia in the moderate stages will also unfortunately have a superimposed delirium, what we call an acute on chronic picture, commonly caused by medication problems, urine infections, substance problems, or unstable medical problems such as poorly controlled blood pressure or diabetes. Understanding the risks of COVID-19 is also not easy for most people because viral diseases are difficult to conceptualize. And in the case of COVID-19, certainly in South Africa, where there are relatively few positive cases and fatalities, evidence from Wuhan and Europe suggests that up to 50% of people with the virus may have no symptoms at all. People with moderate to severe dementia typically have problems attending to personal hygiene because they forget to do so, may not remember how to or just not feel like it. Some patients positively respond to tactile stimulation, while in others, they are extremely sensitive to encroachment on their personal space and do not like to be touched. In many cases, there is a profound aversion to washing, showering or bathing, and water in general. This leads to challenging behaviour when carers and staff try to prompt hygiene. This reaction can range from mild distress, shouting, agitation and aggression, to violent behaviour if not carefully managed. In such patients, asking and insisting that they wash their hands can be very problematic. Carers and staff are usually aware of this if it is typical for the person with dementia. But sometimes a previously stable patient may exhibit and show sundowning for reasons that are not well understood for the first time out of the blue. For these reasons, in general, afternoon interaction should mostly be about risk management to prevent unsafe wandering intrusive behaviour that may upset other residents, falls and accidents. Asking a person with dementia that's sundowning to wash their hands is likely to cause an aggressive response. They should first be settled as much as possible with reassurance, reorientation and distraction. What are the challenges that family caregivers, people with dementia face at this time? And can extended family rally around a caregiver who lives with the person with dementia. The concept of social distancing is similarly challenging. Many patients lose their ability to recognize and respond to social cues and may be impulsive. Asking them to remember to keep their distance will many times not be possible. The problem is further complicated because mid-care and frail-care settings do not typically have large spaces for patients to roam because they need constant supervision, and there are constraints on the number of available carers. Which dementia-led factors may increase a person's risk of contracting COVID-19 and behaviours associated with the disease? People with mild dementia are at risk of depression, social isolation. When family or carers visit, they may simply want social contact and tactile contact, such as a handshake or hug. We are creatures of habit. People often revert to social norms during emotional encounters. Patients also are more likely not to have access to personal protective equipment or PPE, such as masks or hand sanitizers. People with moderate to severe dementia will struggle more with short-term memory and need daily prompting and reminders to sanitize their hands. They may struggle with perceptual disturbances, seeing or hearing people that are not visible to others, in essence, types of hallucinations. They may talk to themselves in response to these experiences. They may also wander or roam about without clear reasons. If this occurs in mid to late afternoons, we call this sundowning or increased confusion with agitated behavior. Often, a person with dementia is simply trying to go home because they don't know where they are. And if their long term memory is more intact, they may try and return to their childhood home with intrusive memories of their past. The challenges family caregivers face will be a combination of managing personal hygiene, sundowning, maintaining social distancing, and also supervising daily functioning and frequent hand washing. It's unlikely a patient will tolerate wearing a mask during close contact with others, but this should be attempted. At the very least, the carer themselves should wear a mask or a visor and certainly be aware if they have wash their own hands, and what their own daily risk is. For example, if they've been shopping, they need to discard gloves carefully, leave their shoes outside, wash their clothes, and shower. It's really important to emphasize that all contact with a patient with dementia from other family, even if they are caring and well-meaning, should be minimized as much as possible given the increased risk of death if a person with dementia becomes positive with COVID-19. Families should rather call and where possible Skype or Zoom. Extended families' main role should be supporting the primary family member who's caring for the person with dementia. In this regard, offering to the shopping and other support on a regular basis is recommended. Lack of support from care centres and lack of social interaction may also pose challenges. Care centres should continue to, to provide daily structured stimulation activities depending on their available resources, and assuming that COVID-19 risk is suitably managed regarding reasonable social distancing. At-risk patients include patients with cardiovascular disease, high blood pressure, diabetes, emphysema, strokes and thrombosis, patients with a history of cancer or frailty, difficulty transferring weight and walking, and polypharmacy or taking more than five different types of medications. Care centres should be monitoring at-risk patients twice daily to record their waking and evening temperature, blood pressure, pulse, heart rate beats per minute, respiratory rate or breath per minute, and oxygen saturation. This serves as a means to detect if there's a potential new physical problem when the attending medical doctor will determine the need for further assessment and treatment. Care centres will need to isolate a patient that is positive for COVID-19 according to national requirements. This will be difficult for the patient with dementia, but they should continue to receive one-to-one care from staff with appropriate personal protective equipment. The family should be contacted to agree with the attending doctor and matron on the way forward regarding treatment and support options. People may be separated from a loved one who has dementia and who lives in a care facility while under lockdown. The impact of this on the loved one and the patient Can be profound. The lockdown has been essential for care homes to reduce the mortality risk. Unfortunately, this has resulted in fewer visitors for patients with dementia and has increased problems associated with social isolation such as depression, anxiety and agitation. Again, families should contact the relevant manager or matron to find out how best to support the facility. This may involve brief phone calls at pre-arranged times to talk to the patient if such an intervention calms the patient. However, people need to be mindful that sometimes this intervention can unsettle the patient more. So it's important to carefully check with the treating team. It might be that dropping off a few meals or under provisions for the patient, or indeed the carer may be very well received, especially if the carers are living in because of the lockdown. Certainly, making sure that the facility as any necessary medication for the patient is very important and may need the family to arrange an updated prescription and delivery. Again, communicating with a matron and nurse in charge is very important. Caregivers should stay in regular contact with a caregiver support group by digital media such as WhatsApp or Facebook. If they're not part of a caregiver support group, they should check with the Alzheimer's Association or Dementia SA to find out how to make contact with local resources. They can also create their own support group. Online resources are also available and offer support through international Alzheimer's groups. Caregivers should also make contact with their GP and relevant specialist doctors to find out what telehealth services they offer. And if concerned, request an appointment to agree on a care plan. This care plan must include a crisis contingency plan or what to do should the person with dementia become unwell. It's very important to know that older people and people with dementia have a right to care and treatment. But during COVID-19 and the lockdown, admission to hospital should only be considered if the risk of not receiving effective hospital treatment is immediate and grave, and then only with prior agreement with the treating doctor. In an emergency, caregivers need to be very clear where the person with dementia should be transferred to and by whom. However, this needs to be agreed beforehand again with the matron, GP, and treating specialists, where the priority is to try and keep older people away from hospitals. Caregivers may lack the ability to explain what is happening to the loved one. How should they explain it? A person with dementia, by definition, struggles to learn new information, especially information that's not easy to remember. In this regard, messages need to be clear, simple to grasp, to register and ideally understand, and to recall. Sentences should be shortened where possible, combined with other sensory modalities. In the same way, we remember a rhyme more easily, especially if it's easy to visualize and is humorous. I would definitely try a simple colorful picture of someone washing their hands and use simple expressive hand gestures such as thumbs up and don't forget to smile. Caregivers that are not family should be mindful of the patient's ethnicity, preferred language, background, previous work role, personality, strengths and weaknesses before the dementia, and any current sensory deficits. In this regard, the Alzheimer's This Is Me leaflet is an excellent tool. This is available free online at alzheimer's.org.uk. How should caregivers stay in touch with doctors and other support groups? Social connection is a key part of mental health. When you might walk at least once a day for 20 minutes, safe walking is also essential for people with dementia, assuming they don't fall and are not too distressed. If you have pets, don't be afraid to engage the person with dementia with them as much as possible, assuming it's safe to do so and best supervised. People living with dementia may need extra or written reminders and support to conduct important hygienic practices from one day to the next. This is according to the Alzheimer's Association. This could be placing signs in the bathroom and elsewhere to remind people with dementia to wash their hands with soap for 20 seconds. You can help by demonstrating thorough hand washing yourself. There is a major risk of an older person contracting COVID-19 from hospitals, other patients, and healthcare staff working there. What should families plan for if a primary caregiver falls ill? Families must have a backup plan with another family member or caregiver on standby. The priority must be to avoid unnecessary hospitalizations. What tips are there for families to make things a bit easier? It's very important to have structure during the day, to rise at the same time and have a simple routine. Ideally, try and have at least one meal a day together. Always try and find some appropriate humor in the day even if this is a warm smile. Remember, it's the quality of care, not the quantity that helps. Always be kind to yourself first by giving yourself a treat to look forward to when you take a break and then do take a break, at least twice a day if possible, mid-morning and mid-afternoon, ideally outside. What is the advice going forward? And for as long as we face the pandemic, when it comes to keeping people who have dementia safe, and assisting family members to care for them. Take this day by day. Make sure you have a crisis financial plan and improve your cash flow as much as possible. The lockdown is as much a physical crisis as a financial crisis. Most banks offer special COVID-19 loan relief. Check with SARS what tax relief might be available. Share your concerns with trusted family or friends, and once you have made a decision, act on that decision, and then move on to another activity. Dwelling on the problem will not help. By taking special action, you'll feel a bit more in control of your immediate circumstances. Celebrate the weekends, and make sure you do something different on a Saturday and Sunday to reduce monotony. Keep busy. Structure meaningful activity. For example, you might learn something new from your bucket list if possible. Don't watch too much TV and limit social media to trusted resources and calm friends and family. Remain in regular contact with the care centre looking after your loved one and make sure that you have an agreed care plan and crisis contingency plan that's written down so that another family member, friend or professional has a copy of this and can help you. If you or your loved one experience depression, panic attacks persistent insomnia, difficulty sleeping, or concentrating, or other mental health problems, please do not hesitate to ask for help from your local GP or mental health care practitioners, many of whom offer affordable telehealth consultations and treatment. Most of all, stay calm. This too shall pass. This podcast was brought to you by Discovery. Stay informed, stay healthy.